Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. We are one day away from the Thursday night game here in the Superdome against the Saints and the Cowboys. Both teams have had a week off as both played on Thanksgiving. It's been good for the Saints in terms of health and getting players back on the field. Running back Mark Ingram has been a full participant this week, as has quarterback Taysom Hill, who said on Tuesday he'd be ready to play if the game was that night. Running back Alvin Kamara has also been back on the practice field as a limited participant. After dropping the last four games, the big question is who will start at quarterback on Thursday. Head coach Sean Payton was asked just that during Tuesday's availability, and he left it open. Um, We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I want to see how Taysom's doing tomorrow. Obviously, we're trying to get him back off of this foot, and, uh, you know, it'll be uh, either he or Trevor. We'll see come 7-20 when the game kicks off on Fox, the NFL Network, and Amazon Prime Video. NFL Network will be on site with live shows all day inside and outside of the Superdome Thursday. NFL Network host Andrew Siciliano, who will be here with the crew, is today's guest on the podcast. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time away for coming on and talking some football. Absolutely, Aaron. Happy to be here. We're thrilled for this one. It's uh, I know the Saints have lost, what, four in a row now, and uh, Thanksgiving was one to forget, unfortunately. But, hey, uh, Cowboys are coming off a loss. They have their issues this week. This game, it's all you asked for week 13 when you schedule these things back in April and May to have a game that means something for both teams um, in December. It's going to be December, right? It is going to be December. It will be, yes. <laughs> yes. Gosh, it's, uh, it's week 13, right? Yay. Let's go. You mentioned it. This game does mean something for both of these teams. Obviously, the Cowboys in better position as far as the playoffs go. But for the Saints, they are right there fighting for one of those last wild card positions. What do the Saints need to do to kind of push their way into a secured spot? They got to get hot and they got to get healthy. Um, I think they probably have a better chance of getting hot than they do of getting healthy. Um, But look, if you can get at least one of your running backs back this week. Uh, if you can give whomever the quarterback is some semblance um, of make, making a pilot analogy, a good cockpit to fly the plane in, right? Some weapons are around you. Then look, find a way, survive in advance, uh, get through the weekend, take a long buy, get a little healthier and, and look towards next week. I, I think if there's any solace here, it's the fact that while Washington by winning Monday night is in the seventh seed, and right now would be in as the final wild card if the playoffs were to begin. Thankfully, they don't, number one. And number two, the Saints, you know, getting a win here, you're even there with with Washington. And uh, that's all you can ask for as you get into December and you come down the stretch. Uh, We've seen crazier things happen. Just get hot. And uh, now is the time to find a way to play your best football. I think the Saints fans are hoping that the Saints can kind of dig deep and find some of that magic that they had defensively to start this season. They were doing so well against the run up until these past few games. What do they need to do to turn it around? Oh, boy, um, that's tough. Well, first of all, it certainly helps that you're going up against a Cowboys team that isn't healthy in the backfield either, at least when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott. His last two games, he is not himself, and Mike McCarthy uh, conceded as much this week. So did Jerry Jones. The knee uh, isn't where it should be. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Tony Pollard is a pretty dynamic back, and he's got a little he's got a little more pep in his step than Zeke does. 
Uh, I'd actually, if I'm a Saints fan, hope they do give the ball to Zeke more than they do Tony Pollard because I'd feel more comfortable in containing Ezekiel Elliott Elliott than I do Tony Pollard. Um, You know, uh, Sean Payton was just asked, basically, how how do you – how do you get up there and, and get your team ready for this one? And he says, you just tell them that, hey, th- there is a way. We're going to find a way like any other game, and they're going to have to find a way. And that starts with stopping the run. Now, it may help that uh, Amani, Amani Cooper, Amari Cooper, I beg your pardon, um, Amari Cooper is, is iffy at best. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just assume, and I don't know when this is going to post, that Amari Cooper is not playing. Dallas, without its full complement of skill guys, and C.D. Lamb will be back, uh, will look totally out of sorts last week. There are a few people that we're hoping to get back on the field as far as the Saints go, but we do know, as far as the Cowboys go, that they will be without their head coach, Mike McCarthy, who entered COVID-19 protocols how big of a factor is that in getting ready for a game and then not having your head coach on the sideline? Well, a couple of ways to look at it. And we had this conversation on, on NFL network today. Number one, obviously Dan Quinn's been a head coach mm-hmm. and he's been a head coach in the NFC South. He, he coached against the saints 10 times. So it's not as if he has never done this before. Um, I also think it's going to be really interesting to, um, how this dynamic works. Let's say from a Cowboys perspective, it works well. And let's just say the Cowboys win the game. Kellen Moore has been calling plays and Mike McCarthy has been the subject of criticism um, sometimes from the owner and certainly on social media and certainly from the media about some of his game management skills. Um, let's say it really goes well for them. Then what? I'm not suggesting a coup, but I do think they are set up well with a former head coach and and one of the better assistant coaches, at least in terms of the turnaround that he's been able to do with his unit there in this defense that we've seen around the league the entire season. The big question mark for me is the fact that Dan Quinn's going to be down on the sideline. And he has been calling plays from upstairs. We we always see the shot of him with his hat on backwards and pacing up in the booth and calling the defense. He's got to be down because he's going to be the game manager on the field. That's different both for him and for their entire game day operation. That, to me, is the big question mark. And the other big question mark, too, and I'm sure you know I'm getting ahead of myself, you probably know more because you're there, is, is the Saints and who's going to be their quarterback. Yes. Since I do work for the team, I am not able to speculate on what I think will or will not happen, but I will allow you to as far as who you think or or what should happen as far as Taysom Hill versus Trevor Simeon. Is it time for a change? Well, obviously, listening to Sean Payton's press conference, as we just did moments ago, and and he said, we'll see. And if you believe Sean, it's going to come down to Taysom Hill's health and that heel, the foot injury specifically. And I have no reason to doubt him. Um, You know, he was, he was standing there and we kept getting the sideline reaction shots of Taysom standing there Mm -hmm. as I know you saw on Thanksgiving. And I think if he were able to go on Thanksgiving, we would have seen him. Those are not uh, easy injuries to play through. So I, I do think a change would be good. Um, but I also know that Saints fans know that you, you can't just snap your fingers, change the quarterback, and think that is some magic answer. It would be helpful if, if you had at least one of your two running backs who you did not have this past Thursday behind him to hand the ball to. And, look, they're, they're really struggling. I know you don't need me to tell you this. In getting anything, you know, from the wide receiver position. So, I, I, 
you know, Taysom Hill is not the passer that Trevor Simeon is. Trevor Simeon hasn't exactly been lighting it up either. But I don't know that there's an answer. But I do think if Taysom Hill is healthy and he is able to move, that's the key. You know, stationary stand in the pocket Taysom Hill, I don't know that that guy helps you as much. Mm-hmm. But move around Taysom Hill, if he can do that, then yes, I, I do think that 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 gives them reason for hope. Past four games have ended in a loss. Uh, at some point in those games, the Saints have been down by 17 points at least with Trevor Simeon as a starter. I'm going to just kind of leave that there as far as where we should go going forward. As you mentioned, Hill does need to have somebody to hand the ball off to, to dump it to. If we can get Alvin Kamara back on the field, obviously your number one option at running back, but also a threat in the receiving game as well. How much can that change this offense? It changes everything. You ask any coach, whether it be Dan Quinn or whomever the defensive coordinator is going to be, ask Robert Sala next week. Um, when you when you start your game planning, what do you do? Well, the first thing you do is, well, who do we have to worry about? Who do we have to stop? And when anyone looks at the Saints offense, Alvin Kamara is weapon number one, especially without Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara, it all goes through him, much like it goes through Christian McCaffrey with the Panthers, and now he's out for the year. If Alvin Kamara is there, they always have a chance. They need him there. And let, let's you always see these Thursday games as, like I said before, survive in advance kind of situations. Um, a little bit different because the Saints have the full week of prep. So do the Cowboys with both playing right. on Thanksgiving. But if you can get through this one and then you get the extra time off, the mini buy, if you will, and then you get the Jets. I know they're not total pushovers, but I'm just saying if you get to six wins and then you get the Jets, obviously then the Bucks are lurking after that. And that's another primetime game. But they have a shot. They just got to find a way this week, and Kamara sure would help. We need all the positive momentum going into the last stretch of the season here as we start to see our NFC South opponents again. As you mentioned, the Bucks not too far away. You've covered a lot of games, been around the NFL for quite some time. This year has been wild. Who are some of the teams that are rising to the top at this point for you? It's tough because yeah. maybe last week kind of there was a little bit of, I hate the word normalcy, but the previous two weeks, weeks 10 and 11, were as crazy, as crazy a week or as crazy weeks as I think we have ever seen. I, I don't know that there is a front runner. And I, I don't know that that's a bad thing either. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the AFC. Right now, as much as we talk about this chaos, like, oh, the Bengals were the one seed a few weeks ago. It's chalk right now. It's Baltimore, it's New England, it's Kansas City, and uh, who am I forget? Oh, it's Tennessee. So it's those four teams. It's pure chalk. Um, but I don't know that any of those teams is the best. But the Patriots are playing the best. They've won six in a row. Their um, point differential during that six-game winning streak is 148. So they're winning those six. You talk about the Saints falling behind 17 in these games. The Patriots are winning during their streak by an average of 25 points. That, that, that to me, says hot. Um, they were undefeated in November. When Bill Belichick has that happen, he, he generally ends up playing in February. Now, can a rookie quarterback do that? I don't know. But at the playoffs, you know, let's say they beat the Bills, um, you know, they, they have that much better a shot at the number one seed 
and a bye, and everyone's got to come to Foxborough in the AFC. The NFC, I got no clue. Um, Kyler will come back healthy, you would have to assume, after the break this week for the Cardinals. Uh, they have the best record. I know they, they like to be told that they're being disrespected when Dan Hansis does his power rankings on NFL.com, they had the week off. They fell from one to two. Oh, the humanity this week. He has Dan has the Packers at number one. Um, I, I have no clues coming out of the NFC. I think a big thing will factor is where these games are being played. If you have to go to Lambeau, I don't know that anyone is beating them up there this year, uh, like the Bucks did last year. But uh, if you have to go to Tampa, is anyone going to beat Tom Brady in Tampa? I don't think so. How crazy would it be for Belichick to get the coach of the year and Tom Brady to get the MVP? I got one better. How crazy would it be if Bill Belichick faced Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, Aaron? (laughs) Okay, touche. I'm not trying to one-up you, although it (laughs) sounded like that. I get it. Uh, I mean, how about that? That That is a legitimate scenario right now. Go, go back to August if I told you that. Go back to September. Yeah. We would have been laughed off the air. That is not. Is it likely? I, I don't know. Which of these scenarios is likely? Who knows with this league right now? Which is fantastic. But the idea of Bill Belichick facing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, the world might explode. But it would definitely I mean, that's a be. real possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Most watched Super Bowl, I'm sure. It would be a must-see TV. As far as you go and come in here to New Orleans, what's your schedule like? What are you going to be doing? Where can we see you? Great question. Thank you. Uh, we're on all day, pretty much. Um, uh, Thursday uh, from um, the Dome. Jane Slater, a uh, reporter from Dallas, who's there a lot to cover the Saints. She is coming in with the Cowboys, so she's going to be, I assume, on Good Morning Football bright and early, not hosting. They're going to be in uh, New York, but Jane's going to be giving reports from the game the entire day. And then on NFL Now, which starts there at, let me do my math, noon central. Um, and then uh, at 2 central, I'm going to be on the field with Jane. We have TNF First Look. That's a two-hour show. And then coming back at, oh, my time zones are all next, uh, five o'clock yeah. central there. Um, NFL game day kickoff, Colleen Wolf, Michael Irvin, Steve Smith, Joe Thomas, yours truly for parts of it as well, uh, with a big show from both in and outside. I don't know where the outdoor set is, but both in and out of the dome, getting ready for kickoff we want to do this one right it's a huge game it's week 13 this game has legit playoff implications so we're going big i like to see that we've talked about a lot of different things here any storylines that you're looking to dive into ahead of this game uh storylines i i just think the fact that everyone's alive um you can get so let me pull up the standings right here in a different window um you can get to six wins and you can get even with San Francisco, at least uh, in the win column. You're obviously would be a half game back in the loss column, but you can get there. You, you can get ahead of Washington in the win column. Just just win this game as dire as it looks. And I know when you've lost four in a row and you have the injuries that you have, it looks dire. There's a lot of season left. There are six full Sundays left of the regular season. So there is time to get healthy. 
There's time to pick yourself up off the mat. And I mean, think about the Monday night game. If the Seahawks won to get the four wins, they would have been a game back in the win column of a wild card spot. So the Saints already got the five wins. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty, as I, I say that with sarcasm, but you get my point. Nobody is out of it in the NFC. A lot of teams sitting at five and six or five and seven right now. So, yes, a win would be huge for the Saints. I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for helping us dive into this matchup a little bit. We look forward to having you here in New Orleans, inside and outside of the Dome. Fantastic. Aaron, looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to seeing everyone down there in New Orleans. And hopefully we get a great game. See you Thursday. Thanks to Andrew for joining us. You can see him Thursday on Thursday Night Football. First look at 2 o'clock from New Orleans. Don't forget there is another Black and Gold Fan Fest Thursday. It will kick off at the outdoor plaza level of the Hancock-Whitney Center at noon. The Saints entertainment team mascots and Saints legend Keenan Lewis will be on hand. There will also be a DJ, photo booth, and a giveaway for two tickets to the Saints-Dallas game. Before we close this out, I do want to send condolences to the family and friends of Stan Kwan. He was a longtime NFL assistant coach who spent time with New Orleans as an assistant special teams coach from 2013 to 16 before finishing his career in San Francisco. He passed away at the age of 54. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Join myself and John DeShazer an hour before kickoff tomorrow night on NewOrleansSaints.com, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook for our Saints pregame show and after the game for analysis and sound from Coach Payton and players. Hopefully, we are all celebrating a Saints victory. Enjoy the game Thursday, and I'll be back with you right here on Friday. 